2: Let me introduce you to another sponsor to the podcast. You Break Wheel Repair and Remanufacturing Company. Tired of your wheels? Give your car a new and refreshed look by powder coating them a new color. Even make it heat, hurricanes, or dolphins colors. Wheels faded and scratched? Renew them with our in-house wheel refinishing. They also repair cracked and bent rims while also offering in-home service. They also offer powder coating and full metal finishing of many other metal items such as outdoor furniture. U Break Wheel Fix has 15 years experience, based right here in North Miami. You can check out a gallery of their work on Instagram at u—that's the letter U—Break Wheel Fix. That is U Break Wheel W H E E L Fix. For information, call 305-748-0112, or you can also visit them on the web at ubreakwheelfix.com. That number again is 305-748.
1: Welcome to 3 Yards Per Carry, a podcast covering the Miami Dolphins and the NFL. Now, here's your hosts, Chris, Alf, and Simon.
2: And we're on, and welcome to another edition of 3 Yards Per Carry. I'm Alfredo Arteaga. Simon Clancy is here. Chris Kaufman is here. And as always, we are brought to you by Biscayne Bay Brewing Company, whether it's their, it's their Miami Pale Ale, their Saison, my favorite, their Tropical Bay IPA, which I did have, and it's very, very good.
3: Their Marlins. You, didn't, you didn't have it. You just yes, lied. No, you didn't. You just lied
4: to get it. On air. How bold yes. of you. Of course I'm a liar. It's, what a
2: liar. It's, it's, it's a beer. I've had it.
4: And you only like the Saison because now we taught you how to pronounce the word.
2: No, yeah. it was lager, but I used to pronounce it weird.
4: No, you didn't. You said leisure or something.
3: It was lager. the most embarrassing lager. pronunciation I've ever heard. Yeah, that. What is that? Are you drunk? Lager.
2: Oh, wait, lager. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> lager. And it's lager. <laughs> lager. Okay. But anyway, of you could course. get it. You could get Biscayne Bay Brewing Company. You could get it at your Publix, ABC Liquors, Total Wine, or just have it delivered to you via Instacart. More information, BiscayneBayBrewing.com. Well, we'd like to welcome another sponsor to the show. They were with us last year.
3: Chris?
4: We're not not doing any show this week, by the way. We're literally spots. One after the other. No, it's just it's just this straight through. I hope you enjoy it though, because winning season returns at MyBookie. And excuse me. I'm trying to do this here. Winning winning season means doubling your first deposit at MyBookie. Winning season also means survivor, super contests, and squares. At my bookie, winning season means hitting all your parlays and props with your feet up, watching your team trounce their rivals. Rejoice. It's time to celebrate the NFL season. Invest in your intuition. I've never heard that term before. That's interesting. Invest in your intuition. Use promo code 3YARDS and double your – double that's nice double your first deposit new players get up to a thousand dollars in free play designed to add more excitement does that say excitement or excrement to the sports you love and the games you bet from live betting to championship futures every play you want to make is waiting at my bookie it's simple make your picks win big collect your cash use promo code again that's three yards and double your first deposit again you know, that's a pretty good deal your winning season begins today only at my bookie all right we're going to
3: have to do some serious work to cuz this podcast is absolute shit
4: <laughs> yeah right for the people well, it's not our worst episode ever which one was our worst episode which for one, the one the was about back 3 two three back there's the, I, I recall there was about 3 back that for the three for the people
3: for the people that are listening but didn't obviously didn't hear the preamble before we got going, where we sign up, nobody can get their microphone working, Alf manages to fucking chuck everybody out of the room at least twice. Yeah. Then we finally get going. Chris and I are usually having a lovely conversation, which then Alf just chucks us both out because he's an arsehole. And then he loads us back up again. Anyway. And so then, then we have practice. to
4: use a secure ID like... Uh, yeah, like, like as if we're MI5 and yeah <laughs> To get into zo- it. We're yes, the uh, only uh,
3: Zoom chat in the world that still has to use a fucking password. I have to find my glasses every week <laughs> to type in the tiny little letters. And some of them are like big letters and they're little letters. they like, where the fuck are my glasses? And then I'll start messaging me going, mate, where are you? Where are you? It's like, I can't fucking read the numbers. Don't have a password on it. Anyway. And the encryption before, isn't like, <laughs> yes. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Before we started the show tonight, Chris practice the my book you read to which said mate you've got to put put a bit of life into it so alf did he put life into that read
2: that was good that was good it was conversational you know and he kind of made it his own as then he was reading it was obviously reading a piece of paper but he was giving it life by commentating on what he was reading so yeah but
4: whose life
3: yeah uh, he, i think a little bit took of a life. away he took a life i'm not sure he gave
4: life. <laughs> so at
2: the end of your life you know on your deathbed you're going to remember those 15 seconds that you were reading the my book could, he read.
4: I what you're going to remember what you're going to remember is promo code three
3: yards yes yeah, i could feel the life draining out of me as chris was reading it. i don't know about anybody else but <laughs> can we just fucking talk football please yes
2: yes because on saturday simon chris that's
4: not what this is about. has to
2: get down to 53 players on the roster
4: that's brutal
2: yes and i thought for for whatever reason uh, a lot of people were hitting me up on the three yards per carry account asking me wasn't it 55 no that was something that they proposed to the players and the players for the life of me i don't understand why they did not want to have a 55 man roster they decided Mm. on 53 so we're at we're at 53, and they will get down to 53 on Saturday. I believe it's at four o'clock as the deadline. They've got a head start on it so far. They've cut a few guys, but I guess we could go unit for unit. And we were talking about Dikembe Matumbo earlier. Not Dikembe Mutombo's unit. No, we were talking about him before we were on the. <laughs>
3: Nobody air. wants to talk about that.
2: No, <laughs> or parcel. I'm sorry, parcel.
3: Least, least of all the DJ who had to hold the mic in yeah. inverted commas. <laughs>
2: And by the way, no no particular commentary on the on the U.S. postal system, but you know uh, Simon still has not received his his uh. I don't
3: don't even deposit. say the word. Don't, don't say the word. I don't want to receive a your parcel because that sounds like <laughs> parcel, I'm bending parcel. over, holding my balls, and coughing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. So hopefully next week we'll have better better news for you guys. All right. All right, we have quarterbacks. It could be as simple as Ryan Fitzpatrick, Tuotonga Bailoa, Josh Rosen. But a wrench has been thrown into this whole thing. And now maybe
3: Tuotonga so Bailoa wrench. starts
2: the season inactive? Could that be, Simon?
3: Um, uh, uh, yes, I think, actually. Um, and Chris will probably give you more information in a moment. Um, but certainly reading between the lines, um It feels as though, and it was sort of backed up today by a a column piece from Barry Jackson where he talked about, um, you know, Barry's as connected as there are, uh, as there is. who talked about, you know, the possibility of uh, Tua starting the season um, inactive, uh, which I wouldn't be surprised at. Um, You know, it was always going to be a big push. uh, And, you know, the the fact that he's running around and throwing the ball, given the, the Traum- traumatic injury that he suffered is is somewhat of a surprise because you know there, there were people that said he wouldn't play again he wouldn't you know potentially couldn't, wouldn't even walk again um you know so it, it, it's no surprise to make the guy let, let the guy get healthy let the guy get 100 you know he's here for 15 years hopefully not for for 15 weeks or 15 games or 15 minutes you know there is a, a as keen as we all are to see him on the field and to see what he can become there's also you know let's just make sure that he is right he is 100 so that when he takes a hit he's not vulnerable to 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 injury because we want him here for that 15 years
4: yeah well 100 is is sort of the key there um that you want to focus on because i i've been tossing this around to you guys for probably a week or so um already because of, of things that i've that i've heard i mean Let's be clear. Tua is cleared to practice. He's cleared for full, you know, full football activities and all that, but that doesn't mean he's 100%. Um, you know, they they have a very fancy sports analytics, you know, training staff uh, process in place where they measure all these. I mean, we've, we've seen the articles, we've heard them talking about the the video measurements and how they measure the range of motion and, and do all this fancy stuff to, to see if, um, if, you know, you're right, you're 100% right. And, um, and so they get to benchmark against the good leg, obviously. And so things like flexibility, range of motion, and, uh, and, and strength in the, um, in the repaired hip, you know, might not be at the, the maximum that they're expected to be, um, when he's at full recovery. And I'm speaking hypothetically now, um, but you know, let's hypothetically say that uh that on a timeline, they think that maybe more like in six weeks he'll be closer to that max, he'll be at that maximum um and so this is you know why I've been saying I really wouldn't expect to see him on the field until maybe about week four or five. I just think it's mm-hmm. gonna work out like that, you know it's and and that's not to say that he's he's injured in any way he's not. Um, that's not to say he's, you know, had any setbacks. He certainly has not. Um, you know, it's just, it's just a matter of they're going to continue to take these measurements and, uh, and hypothetically speaking, he might not be at a hundred percent. So, um, so I think that that's, uh, that's the way, I mean, if I, the key here is put yourself in Brian Flores' shoes, like, let's hypothetically say that, uh, you know, your star number five pick quarterback the guy you're hanging you know your future on stuff like that he's he's had this injury um he's in camp uh he's competed well he, he came on ryan fitzpatrick but he probably didn't really legitimately win the job mm-hmm. um and uh, and and then at the same Could time you just say
3: he came on ryan fitzpatrick no wonder he didn't get a sign Simon, Simon
4: we're not we're not supposed to go there we're not oh sorry is, it, is that part of
3: the stuff that you can the nfl can't talk about <laughs>
4: I think so, I
2: think that's part of the NFL rules, that's actually. worthy at least of a one game suspension,
4: yeah, Proof definitely at least um so so I mean say say the say the measurements and all that stuff are saying, well, you know he's not he's not quite a hundred percent, and we think he might be closer to there in you know four or six weeks or something like that. if you're Brian Flores and it wasn't a clear winner in the competition anyway, you'd be like, well, why am I going to risk my guy? you know why mm-hmm. you know, until he's until he's like coming through at every nailing every benchmark at you know 100 maximum um you know it's it's no there's no point if ryan fitzpatrick is already established starter and and the team responds to him which they do so um so that's that's what it is i still would take the under on when you're going to take a c2 on the field um i i'd probably peg it around week four or so um that's my personal opinion, um, but I think it wasn't very surprising to hear that all of a sudden come up in, uh, out of Brian Flores' mouth and and in other articles. So,
2: yeah, I tend to
4: agree. And
2: uh, piggybacking on on, on that, uh, he really didn't win the job. It was very difficult to win the job with no preseason games to impress in. Uh, the opportunities he was given, he didn't come through with flying colors. You know, when he was the number one quarterback, and it was obvious. I'm not revealing anything here. NFL. You know, it's obvious he was the number one quarterback on a couple of occasions because yeah, because Fitzpatrick, Fitzpatrick was, was out yeah, right, exactly, so he wasn't there. You know, he also, it's
3: okay to say yes. <laughs> it's not okay. Do you know what I mean? It's okay for for in a truncated preseason, truncated s- spring and summer to say, you know what, it, it, it is going to take. It takes everybody time. You know, yes. even Patrick Mahomes didn't. You know, mm. you know, Aaron Rodgers three years. Patrick Mahomes played the final. Game of the season. It takes people a bit of time, and those guys, and you know, the, Joe Montana, Tom Brady. You know, it, it takes time to learn the and system. There's, to there's very, very little chance for. There's very little chance to prove it either. Yeah, exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, this is not a shock, people. You know, for you know, it, 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 it's this doesn't. This is no knock against Tour and what he will undoubtedly go on to do, but the fact that he's not starting, the fact that he might even be inactive. Don't sweat it. Don't worry about it. You know, it's all. It's fine. Mm -hmm. It's fine. Think it, you know, there's a long game to this. It's not just about week one, week six, week nine. There is, you know, it's 2025, 2027, 2030, you know, there's a long way to go.
4: Well, here's a testament to how little opportunity, you know, there has been really, and this just doesn't just go for him. I mean, this is all all the way across the roster. There's, there's not been much opportunity. Do you know, Mm -hmm. I saw this, I saw a tweet earlier and it blows my mind. Um, how many injuries there are, like through the end of August, how many players in the NFL there are on injured reserve right now? It's like 56 or something like that. In normal years, it's, it's three or four times that. All right. And, and that's a testament to how few practices there have been, how few, you know, padded serious practices there have been, how no preseason games, you know? Um, and so, so basically this, this, to, to call this off or this training camp and, um, you know, preseason truncated, you know, might not even do it justice. It's just, it's like there's a fourth of the football activity, a third or a fourth of the football activity that you normally used to. Um, yeah. So there's just not a – it's just not a venue to be able to legitimately win a job that wasn't yours already. Although,
2: although I will give a lot of credit to Brian Flores because he managed to get some physicality out of this training camp by putting all 14 – padded practices back to back to back to back to back for 14 consecutive days so uh, i think he made do with what he was given anyway
3: it could be worse kirk cousins could be our quarterback
2: oh my god <laughs> did you hear what he said that was <laughs> if awesome. he dies yeah. he dies <laughs>
3: yeah i mean if he dies fuck it running but if he dies Just reverse back over the prick
4: <laughs> <laughs> we need a clip of ivan durago <laughs> yeah all right
2: that's enough of the quarterbacks. We, we kinda... all three
3: quarterbacks are going to all three quarterbacks are going to make the roster anyway. Obviously, yeah. And because of the pandemic, it, it, it's not surprising. You know, you don't want two quarterbacks to go down the same week or three. You know, there has to be that sort of backup uh, backup situation that sometimes you know some teams might have carried two. Probably not going to be this, the case with Tua and the and the hip anyway. But you know,
4: do you think Tua it, will be the quarantine quarterback? Like for the first? Yeah, month? I think
3: yeah, it wouldn't surprise me wouldn't surprise me at all. I think that's probably the way they're going, especially as they allowed Jake Rudock to to leave the building the other day. And Mm -hmm. I know there's a group of quarterbacks who are quarantining sort of together. Um, Josh McCown is one of them as a couple of others, but you know, uh, you know, almost to be called on by anybody in the league. If, if shit goes bad, I think to the Can I just say that's
4: not really quarantine. (laughs) No, it's not. You <laughs> like. It's like we're all going to get together and quarantine together. That's, that's not really what, quarantine. Um,
3: that's what um. That's what uh, what's his name did, isn't it? The the three Sam Darnold, Josh Allen, Kyle Allen. Um, mm-hmm. That's what they did throughout the three months of the lockdown. They all lived together with their girlfriends, just hanging out and talking shit about how rubbish they all are.
4: <laughs> yeah.
3: They, they play, apparently they played darts one night and all three quarterbacks just kept missing the board. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, uh, to, to be fair, Josh Allen, was Allen throwing it of, uh, of Kyle to Kyle Allen's head.
3: <laughs> yeah, Allen threw it through the wall, but threw it through the wrong wall.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he threw it out a window, killed the cat yeah. across the street. Yeah. Exactly. So he
3: right. was aiming for the dog.
2: Running backs. I got them carrying five and my five includes a fullback and that's Jordan Howard, Matt Breda, Patrick Laird, Miles Gaskin, who had, I think a good camp and Chandler Cox returns as a fullback. What say you, Simon?
3: Uh, I've got Howard, Breda, Gaskin as the third back I think Gaskin's had a really good camp from from what I've been told and Laird um, I think Laird's special teams ability probably keeps him uh, and I've actually gone for a Landon Roberts at fullback I, I just think Charlton makes just makes Chandler Cox um, expendable and it's unfortunate for Cox because you know he's a he's a seems like a decent kid good special teams player but I just think he loses out Roberts I, I think versatility is really key this year for for more than the obvious reasons um You know, the ability for people to play multiple spots is is huge during this sort of slightly uncertain time. So uh, they're they're my running backs, but it wouldn't surprise me if Laird got whacked um if if a you know half decent back hit the um, hit the hit the streets you know, when spent, the cuts happened.
2: He spent the better part of the last ten days wearing a red jersey because he has an injury on his shoulder. So, mm. so who knows if that hurt him?
4: Yeah, I think I think that's a good I think that's a good call. Um, Laird you know might be the first one out the door yeah. if they uh, they see somebody they on the like it they? They, they do like him. they do
3: he did well last season so there's a
4: lot to like I know he's I know he's like a really really good like student and you know mm. um, like a, a coach's pet type uh, yeah. and he was at Cal I mean that's I, so I assume um, he's
3: practice practice squad eligible isn't he
4: yeah Probably. Must be. I, must yeah. Be. I, I think this year, like they've definitely changed some of those rules too. Yeah, so, um, not so I, sure what they are. But. Yeah. But I, I think, you know, one way or another, he'll be, he'll probably be kept around. It's just that I, I agree with you. They're, they're going to be scanning that waiver wire and checking out who's actually available. Um, we actually even, you know, forget waivers. Leonard Fournette popped available. Yeah. And then all of a sudden people are well, talking about like Alvin Kamara. <laughs>
3: so, you yeah. know, looks like um, Fournette's headed to Tampa.
4: Yeah, yeah, I heard, I heard that, that they're, uh, they're they're the first uh, first in line. Mm. So yeah, they are buying everybody. So um, so I think I think I would have it basically the same as you, except the one thing that I would change is um, first off, Landon Roberts. I do agree he could play some some snaps at full bar, fullback, but with him basically having won the linebacker job from Raquan, who was uh, traded away, Raquan McMillan. Um, I, I wonder how much use he's going to get as a fullback because he's going to be on the deep. It's not a full time starters role. It's more like a half. But I still wonder if it's going to be more of a specialty thing now because he's he's actually got real defensive responsibilities. Um, and the mean how I would have it actually, Simon, is the reason that I think I agree with you on Chandler Cox that he could get whacked is um is because I think when we talk about the tight ends, I think that Chris Myrick might be making a case to to stick on as an extra, as a fourth tight end that, that's more like a H-back, you know, F-back kind of, that can be used that way. Um, he's a phenomenal blocker, in my opinion. And, and if you're going to keep a guy, then you got to, you know, you got to know how you're going to use him. And so I think that he could kind of replace Chandler Cox a little bit in that way. Um, the other thing is, I still include Malcolm Perry as a running back. He's still officially listed as a running back. I think he's going to be used in both. I think he kind of supplements both positions—the running back and the wide receiver position. Mm-hmm. So I have it. I have it. Howard and Breda, um, but I, then I also have Perry, and uh, and then Gaskin and Laird until they see somebody on the waiver wire. I,
3: th- I think Adam Shaheen actually might fill in as a as sort of an H back. You know, he's a good blocker with the Bears.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Um,
3: you know, play, and actually played a fair bit um, as a, almost as a, uh, a fullback, well, not almost, he did play as a fullback um, at times for the Bears. Um, you know, they moved around a lot and lined up as a, as a backfield blocker. So that wouldn't surprise me either in, in terms mm. of, because I think he's going to make the roster as we'll discuss in a moment when we get to Titans.
2: Yeah. And um, I don't have much to yeah. add to this group, except to say I really do like what they have at the top. And we could see... If Howard
3: stays healthy, uh, yes. yeah, well, both of them, to be fair, because both right. of them have had injury nicks. But if they both right. stay healthy, that, you know that's a really, really interesting one-two punch.
4: Mm-hmm. And I got asked this. I got asked this. Uh, maybe, Alf, you can clarify, because you were there and you saw. Um, I got asked this from a, uh, somebody who's heavily involved in scouting, actually. Um, he, was, he was wondering, you know, is, is Breida going to be the guy? Mm-hmm. Is he, um, he going to be... They're no. RB1, basically. No. And, I think um, he'll be Howard, wouldn't he? Right now, I mean, you what you saw, Alf, seems to suggest Howard, right?
2: Yes. Uh, I would say Howard uh, is the number one guy as of right now. And not, it's not to say that Breda can't, Breda can't have you know 20 touches in week one, because it's possible. It's possible that what we saw was them exercising some of their pet plays for, for Howard and – uh, Matt Brady plays all the passing. Could downs. you describe
4: those pet plays, please?
2: Uh, yeah. You want me to tell you exactly? Because I actually did on, on our WhatsApp chat. I would like identify, you know, certain keys to figure out what they were doing, and it's just three or four or five plays. But I'm not going to do that on this, this podcast because if, I might they might send a hitman over here tomorrow.
3: Here's a prediction for you: if Jordan Howard stays healthy throughout the season, he could go to the Pro Bowl quite comfortably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's that good. Of, I think he's a really, really good running back. Really good running back if he's healthy. He gets nicked up easily, but if he's healthy, and I've said it before in this podcast, but you go back to the, you know, the, the earlier days in the Bears, which wasn't that long, you know, I'm talking two seasons ago, three seasons ago, he was one of the, he, you know, you could make a case for him to be the one of the, the best inside, outside zone runners in the, in the NFL. And you go back to that game last season with the Eagles against the against the, the Packers at Lambeau week three. um, I mean, he, he almost single-handedly won that game for the Eagles in terms of the way he ran up and down all over a pretty good Packers defense. He's a really good player. He's just got to stay healthy.
2: Yeah. All right. Now, moving on, speaking of health, uh, this unit had some injuries, but it seems they're all healthy now. Devontae Parker was gone for four days. Nobody knows where he was, and they won't tell us where he was, but he's back now. But I got Devontae Parker... Preston Williams, we all knew that. That's the top of the group. Jakeen Grant, number three. Isaiah Ford, Mac Collins. Malcolm Perry is who I, how I round off this group. I got them keeping six, including Malcolm Perry. Simon,
3: I've got five, um, and I feel really bad for Matt Collins because I think he's he's you know he's played well and he's got the size and, but. You know, and actually, Chris makes a very fair point about you know where do you put Perry because you could easily put him as hide him as a running back in inverted commas, get rid of Laird, put Perry at running back, and that gives you the chance to put um, that gives you the chance to put Holland in. But I've gone the same as you, Parker, Williams, Grant, Ford, uh, uh, Malcolm Perry, and uh, you know uh, we all love Perry. We loved him when he was picked, and I, I'm so glad he's made the team. And you know, it's um, he's just a really fun player to watch. He has
2: a penchant He has a pension for making 56 yard plays in mm. camp over and over and over again and from every quarterback which is you know great to see
4: yeah you i mean just things that i hear from you and from from others about um it was interesting considering uh how they're both used in the slot a lot or pres- presumably used in the slot a lot um not based on knowledge from inside the camp or anything but um but you know first oh, thing talk about it <laughs> I've heard Jakeem talking about it. I've heard Malcolm Perry talking about it. Um, There was a lot of deep plays uh, that, you know, big plays, big passes. I mean, we saw some of those big passes on video uh, released by Miami Dolphins on their Twitter. So um, so don't get me in trouble for anything.
2: Yeah, and on that video, you can see safeties or people that could be considered uh, single high safeties. In uh, coverage. Can we
4: say that? Are we allowed to say that? They're, they're, are they safeties? I mean, we can say they're yes. football players. So maybe it kind of tells say...
2: you what they think of Malcolm Perry, that he's a guy that can beat the lesser of coverage guys, maybe?
3: Maybe you could say they were playing safely. <laughs> safely. <laughs> just when, when Roger Goodell comes knocking at your door with a, with a vial of Novichok, you can just say, oh, no, Roger, I said safely, not <laughs> safety.
4: That's right. That's right. And then
3: he'll turn tail and get in his Corvette and drive back to New York. <laughs> if he owns a Corvette, he probably doesn't. Probably got a Mercedes.
2: Yeah. So right. he could be a matchup problem for a lot of teams. And it seems the Dolphins. Yeah. Well, he's a matchup <laughs> problem already. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But Malcolm Perry, obviously, what they would want to do with him is, of course, get him on the lesser coverage guys. And we all know what position those guys play. All right. If you guys have nothing safely. else on the receivers, I think we can move on to the tight ends, which I thought was the most uninspiring group in all of camp. Even Mike Geseki wasn't. You know, his highlight film was bare. You know, he's big. It looks like mm-hmm. he, he, you know, he did some work on his body in this, you know, this off season. But I got, I got three. I got keeping three because I really couldn't bring myself to keep anybody else, and that's Mike Geseki, Adam Shaheen, Durham Smith. I think Durham Smith. Uh, he still he can still play in in twelve personnel. He could be an inline guy. I think he sticks, but I think that they're looking elsewhere soon for reinforcement. Valuable special position.
3: Valuable special teams. I, I don't think there's any way that they whack Smith Smythe. Valuable special teams player. Really well liked. Um, intelligent. Um, you know, I he calls him a leader in the room. You know? Yeah, he's he's comfortably on this roster. Comfortably on this roster.
4: I agree. I think, um, I think Shaheen will make it. I actually, yeah. even though, even if you think it's an uninspiring group, I do think, I do think four. Are gonna make them, it. Yeah. I think that there's, I think, so I think that they're going to want the blocking. I think that they're going to want to establish the ground game. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think that they're going to want, you know, that Durham Smith can block, um, the other, probably the most accomplished blocker that that I see, uh, on, on tape anyway, uh, it, Otherwise is Myrick. Um, and then Shaheen has a ability as a blocker because he's so big and huge and strong. Um, and so he can he can pop off a highlight every now and then. He's still got he's still got some learning to do. He's not the blocker that Durham Smith is yet. Um, but he's but actually I think Shaheen could be used in place of Mike Gasicki if you if you've got an injury there. One um,
3: thing I, one thing I would say as well Chris on that point is that the Patriots have apparently really struggled massively against the run um, mm. in training camp. You know, they've lost a lot of guys obviously as we know free agency Danny Shelton, Malcolm Brown, Lawrence Guy is still there but he's been injured. Bo Allen's barely played a uh, Bo Allen's played a snap of um, in training camp at all. And they've just been gashed over and over again, apparently really struggling. Obviously you no know, Dante Hightower. They've got the rookies, Anthony Jennings and Josh Uche playing inside. Um, I wouldn't surprise me if the dolphins kept Chandler Cox kept Myrick mm-hmm. for, for week one with the sole purpose of knowing that they're going to try and run all over the Patriots. And then when you get out of gate,
4: why is Chan here? Like, well,
3: yeah, Exactly. Exactly, but it's that patriots. It's that patriots way of doing things, isn't it? It's taking every single game as a mm-hmm. season within a season, isn't it? And, right. and you essentially change personnel and change your offense and change your defense and your style of play to suit the week by week rather than the season by season. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't surprise. It wouldn't wouldn't surprise me at all to see us go. You know, sort of heavy jumbo, as it were, with with a Myrick and a and or a Cox, and then but actually not not see them as. You know, long-term pieces, but just as a as part of the early season puzzle.
4: And the key there is they have enough different kinds of weapons at running back to do it, right? I mean, mm-hmm. there's there's clearly a variety. Whatever you yeah. want to say about the overall talent, there's clearly variety, which
3: is, which is why they were sniffing around Fournette because you look at the way the, you know, we talked about it all. Excuse me, in the WhatsApp group last night, you look at, you know, Howard, inside, outside, slashing zone guy, Breeder, the one Mm cut and absolutely electric burst. You look at Leonard Fournette, all of a sudden, then you've got the absolute rock hammer, the pounder. That's three very different. If you're a defense, you do not want to Mm. get slashed over by Jordan Howard, run over by Leonard Fournette, and then outrun by Matt Breeder. That is not, uh, oh, then
4: fuck. Or optioned by Malcolm Perry. Yeah. You know? I mean, you saw what, I mean, I don't know if you watched the Shrine game. Like, he got basically. I think it was one snap and it was like and he took it to the house and he took it to the house i mean that's it that's all he needs and and it yeah. was it was like an you know it was an option play it was uh and that's that's what he did at at navy so many it was at navy right um yeah yeah all right and moving
2: on to what i would say is the most interesting unit because on this team because going into camp all three of us said oh like this doesn't like this is not gonna be good and this team mm-hmm. might not be good if this unit is not good. And that's of course the offensive line, but I was pleasantly surprised by all the rookies. I thought all the rookies, man, they look good. They look good. And nobody, if, if you really look at it, you know, you step away and you look back at it. Although Solomon Kinley, I guess is outperforming his draft status. I'm most impressed with Austin Jackson. He has his job. Nobody took it from him. He's earned it. And I thought he's, I think he's played well. So I have, Austin Jackson, Eric Flowers, Ted Karras, Jesse Davis, Robert Hunt, Julian Davenport, not because he played himself on, because I don't think they have anything else. Michael Dieter is your backup center and guard, and Solomon Kinley. And I think Solomon Kinley might play some, even if he's the sixth offensive line, or even if he starts at right guard. I don't see Robert Hunt playing with him. So I do see all three rookies as contributors this year. Simon.
3: Yeah, I've got Jackson Flowers, Karras, Kindley, who I think starts day one, um, from what I've been told um, from a good source that Kindley allegedly (laughs) might start start week one. Might not. Um, Jackson Flowers, Karras, Kindley. Yeah. In another world, he might start. Uh, Jackson Flowers, Karras, Kindley, Davis, Hunt, Davenport dita and calhoun although i think calhoun and maybe even Dieter are on the bubble depending mm-hmm. on who hits uh hits the um the market what i find interesting though is that jackson obviously can play uh, again we talked about this earlier jackson can play left side right side flowers can play right tackle left tackle left guard Karras obviously plays center Kindley can play right guard left guard davis can play left guard right guard center right tackle i mean crisis played left tackle as well hunt can play right tackle right guard Davenport can play both tackle spots. Dieter can play both guard spots and center. The, the versatility is really important, which makes me think they might just carry one less because of the fact that so many players can play so many different positions. Um, but I do think that, you know, Calhoun and Dieter might be on the bubble.
4: Well, I think the versatility has got to be this uh, important this season more than more than most because, you know, you could wake up on Sunday and find out that you got two players that can't play today you know, because, because of a test. And, um, and that's just the way it is, or a test, or as we found out, as people kept going on the, um, you know, the, the coronavirus or the COVID uh, reserve uh, because of contact tracing. And, and so it's like, um, you know, who knows what reason players could miss games all of a sudden that you didn't expect. So you're going to wake up on Sunday and find out that you're without this guard and this tackle so you better be able to shuffle guys around um to that and uh,
2: let me interject here for a second as far as the their protocol in the season uh i'm told they will test for their last time on friday the team will quarantine and then they will test on game day so players will hmm. be trusted to quarantine together from friday to sunday and then
4: quarantine together i love yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 interesting right so they're yeah, gonna have a, a mini bubble for all teams for two days but I, I get it i get it. it's a bubble yeah it's a little it's a mini bubble a, a mini bubble just two days yeah, just two not days. an actual don't, bubble yeah don't go outside for, for two days if you can you know just stay in your hotel room go go to the the ballroom to walk through the place but don't go anywhere else
4: and then you will have seen i've seen a football Sunday practice night. in a ballroom before
2: uh, so have I, so have I, uh, I saw the university of Miami practice for an orange bowl against Nebraska in the Miami, uh, the, uh Miami beach convention center.
4: Nice. Oh, I saw the, um, the shrine, uh, the, for the shrine practice. They, uh, they practiced in the ballroom once or a couple times actually.
2: Mm-hmm. All right. But you were saying Chris,
4: no, I just think that, uh, the Simon brought it up the versatility. I think this is the year that you, you prize that. I don't necessarily think they'll, um, they'll keep fewer offensive linemen because of that. I think there'll still be nine. Um, but, you know, you, you prize that versatility because of that. And, and I think Simon might've mentioned it, um, you know, pay attention to the waiver wire here because, you know, is Calhoun going to make it? I don't know. Uh, is Davenport, is there a real, is there a reason for Julian Davenport to be here other than, you know, he, Happens to, to, be. to give
2: uh, defensive ends confidence in practice, maybe.
4: Well, I mean that's so that's yeah. Uh, there were a lot of reports about about uh, about him getting beaten. So um, so anyway, uh, yeah, Davenport could be in trouble. Calhoun could be in trouble. Um, I it's Calhoun or Isadora. I I think actually Isadora might make it over Calhoun because of his his experience level. And, and because, you know, I don't know if this matters or not, but he's certainly got Eric flowers in his corner. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we'll see about the waivers, but, uh, I agree with y'all about the the lineups. Uh, I, I do agree with Simon that Solomon can seems like the starter mm-hmm. at right guard and kudos to him for that. Uh, because, you know, he didn't get drafted in a position where you just assume that, um, but it goes to show you how important it's going to be to establish the run for these guys. We, we just said it in last segment. Um, You know, what is he? He's, he is an absolute road grader. Um, What's his, what's his question mark? Well, pass protection. Uh, It's a little bit of a question mark. If you look at Georgia. And and
2: let me say it was, it was, (laughs) it was ungodly hot out there. And to see a 345 pound man, you know, not huffing and puffing and dying. Frank, frankly, dying on the field was impressive. He he has a motor. Uh, like, I've never seen it. I don't remember the last time I saw it. You reminded me about Jamie Nails. I guess Jamie Nails qualifies. But, you know, it's that's impressive on its own. Somebody with that much effort at that size in this weather.
4: Yeah, the effort is what always surprised me on the film. Is he's a high-energy guy for, you know, a big, fat guy.
2: to put put it delicately, right? All right. When we come back first, you know, we'll go to a break, but when we come back, we will do the defense. But first these words, let me introduce you to safecubbies.com. Safecubbies.com offers modular office solutions designed to elevate your office space into a safe, workable, and functional environment. Their cubicles, dividers, and modular workplace systems can be customized with graphic branding, sneeze guards, whiteboards, acrylic sheets, and magnetic panels. Most importantly, most of the surfaces are made of non-porous materials which make for easy cleaning. Adding to their professional series, there are private room solutions as well as their classroom series. SafeCubbies.com is a local company with over 15 years experience working with the nation's leading modular display manufacturers. Give them a call at 754-216 1071 or visit them online at safecubbies.com. Once again that number is 754-216-1071 for safecubbies.com. And we're back. And Simon, I sent you a package yeah, about You did. A parcel. A parcel package. Yes. It's it should be on a galleon crossing the Atlantic uh, right now. If any Barbary pirates, you know, came a across Spanish them. galleon. Yes, you know uh, there might would be you, a. Would you like drink, said, there might would be you a Spanish a pri- yeah.
3: in a galleon. <laughs> uh, uh, there might be a a like, like
2: like I said earlier on the WhatsApp chat, there could be a Spanish privateer uh, shaving his balls in Morocco this week. But hopefully you get this package and you could tell the people about it. But tell the people anyway about matscape.
3: Harry Bull's time. That's some life. That's some life. Life is life. Will definitely not go out of you during this section of the show. I can tell you. The, the mate, the package hasn't arrived, and you sold it to me as though yes. there was like parcel. There was all this magical stuff in it, like a, a, a testicle workout and a a ball conductor and a, you know, a penis shaper and a hair extractor, follicle monster. And a, I mean, I, I genuinely, I might get arrested when this shit turns up in the UK. Do you know what I mean? That If, if customs go through this, they're going to think I'm some sort of sex pervert when they read like ball juice and nut cream and like... I mean, what the actual fuck? There's even a bag to carry your own testicles around in, like a bowling bag. It's a bag for your bag. It's a bag for your bag. That's what the Manscaped lads and lasses do. I mean, it's not just the Lawnmower 3.0. See what I did there? It's everything else that goes with it. Ball juice
4: spray. I mean, what what is that? I like the lights on the
2: the, LED lights. LED lights. lights? Don't forget the ball toner and the ball deodorant. Who can forget the ball deodorant?
3: What is yep. what is what? What is ball deodorant? I mean, what is it?
2: Well, uh, How does you, it work? You use deodorant, right? Well, this is deodorant for your balls.
3: I use deodorant all over my body. Okay, I don't just well, spray it under my armpits. It goes on my entire body. Why would well, I need to put it specifically? Because
2: this one specializes
3: oh on your balls. Wow.
4: How does it smell?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I can't smell my own balls.
4: Ask but- Ask. Me. Well, at, how do you, uh, you, you know it's I'm told it smells it's good.
3: It smells pretty good. That's too much information, by the <laughs> way. That's too, anyway, regardless, look, if you've got hairy balls, then get rid of it because nobody wants to see it. Nobody, No girl, no girl, no woman wants to see that. They do not want to have to go through the forest to get to the tree. They want a smooth ride with some nut accelerant and some ball deodorant and whatever else there is in this package that's coming across the Atlantic on a galley parcel 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 that's what they want so so get your manscaped lawnmower 3.0 use the code 5RSN to get probably 20% off but quite frankly I've forgotten with all the shit I've been talking for the last two minutes but just do it just get it you will not regret it frankly thank you
2: all right and it is 20% off with that promo code Coaching. 5-R-S-N. Yes. Okay. The defensive line. I like this group, Simon. Christian Wilkins, Devon Godshaw, Shaq Lawson, Emmanuel Ogba, Raquan Davis, Zach mm. Sealer, Jason Stowbridge. I don't think anybody else has stepped up outside of this group. I got them keeping seven. I think this is a good seven. Simon.
3: Yeah, I've got the keeping eight. I've got Lawson, Ogba, Wilkins, Godshaw, Davis, Strobridge, uh, Sealer, and Tyson Render. Although I suspect he is also somebody that's on the bubble, um, and even Zach Sealer might be on the bubble uh, as much as we all like him. Um, the, the problem with Sealer is that you're almost certainly not going to. He's, he's almost certainly not going to clear waivers. Um, you know, he'll get P. He can't. I don't think you can hide mm-hmm. him away on the practice squad. Um, Definitely. Whereas Render, you could get him on the practice squad. You know, anybody that looks back at that game that, that um, Sealer had back into last season, they're, they're going to think... Cincinnati? Oh, shiver. Um, there's there's definitely something that you're going to be able to work with there. And, uh, you know, you, you cut him, you lose him, I think. So I think Sealer does make the team. Uh, but I do think the Dolphins will be sniffing around. And There's some interesting players there, but you do need... You know, one of Ogburn Lawson has to step up. You need, you need a big year. I, I think you'll get a big year because it's a contract year from Godshot. You need a big year from Wilkins. And, you know, Davis could be the sexiest, you know, frankly, the sexiest player on the roster, not called Tua, if he, you know, if he plays to the level which we think he potentially could. So mm-hmm. interesting times, interesting group, but needs, you know, does need some, you know, somebody needs to step up.
4: Again, I want to point to the versatility on this because, yeah. um, you know, there's there's a lot of versatility. Of like Shaq Lawson can almost be used, like, everywhere, right? I mean, because mm-hmm. cause he, cause he played outside backer at uh, Clemson, yeah. um, you know, for Marion Hobby. And so, you know, he can be used defensive end. He can be used inside. He can be used, like, in, in space if you have to. Um, and then you've got – You know somebody like christian wilkins who can clearly play end Mm -hmm. or on the inside and then you got somebody like zach sealer who can play end or on the inside Mm -hmm. um and emmanuel agba i think you know he's he's more of a he's probably more of the purist than than any of the other guys um but even you know Raekwon, Raekwon Davis plays end. <laughs> he played a lot at at um, at, at Alabama, so I, there's there's a lot of versatility there. Again, you don't know who you're going to wake up with and not be able to play with on on Sunday, um, so you got you got enough guys to cover all your bases. And that's how I look at the um, the defensive line because I do have it. Wilkins Godshaw, Davis and Seeler. That's uh, more of the inside guys with Lawson and Ogba. And uh, Simon tells me that Jason Strobridge has made it. I I haven't actually witnessed him uh, or even heard anything about him at practice. Um, So uh, obviously he's impressed enough to have made it. So I think he rounds out the group. I would keep an eye on waivers um, just because, Mm -hmm. you know, they signed Avery Moss back after having done away with him. Right. And, and that wasn't because of Vince Beagle, you know, that was, um, you know, that they're different, they're different players. So I kind of wonder about that. You know, does Avery make the team? Does, um, do they keep an eye on waivers because they have, like, a, a spot there that they need to fill? Um, I'd be careful. or I, I'd take a look at that. Uh, Tyson Render, I actually have him as an, as an outside backer um, making the team. Uh, and so I agree with Simon there. I just, you know, again, have him in a slightly different position.
2: Yeah, Tyson Render. I'd like to see him make it because there's so much there. Such a good athlete. But bottom of the roster guys, man, I think they have to be good special teams players, or at least capable special teams players. Tyson Render is a pretty bad special teams player. At least he's been so far in camp. Like he has, he doesn't have the foggiest of, of ideas in punt coverage, punt, punt coverage, punt return, kickoff return, kickoff coverage. It doesn't matter. He he, he can't hit people in space. He can't find people in space. He can't lock up or cinch blocks in space. And he usually gets Danny Crossman to scream at him a lot in practice. So he's not playable as a special teamer. So I think that hurts him. But I'd like to see him on the practice squad if they could sneak him through. Because, you know, there's something there. You know, he's a good athlete. Good-looking athlete. Can play multiple positions
4: having lost beagle and weaver do you, don't you think that there's more room for uh, another pass rusher though
2: that's a possibility but i think uh, andrew van ginkel Noy, eases that a little bit mm-hmm. as well as camo grugier hill who's played a little bit as that you know as as a specialist so mm-hmm. it's possible it's a possibility it's a distinct possibility i don't i you know i'm not going to dismiss it outright There's uh, a
3: couple of tweets here on Strowbridge. Cameron Wool says, Rookie defensive lineman Jason Strowbridge is a player who keeps flashing continually during Dolphins practice. Strowbridge and Raekwon Davis, who's also been impressive, will see notable year one roles on defence. And then from Barry, very encouraging to see how disruptive Jason Strowbridge has been the past three practices. And then Marion Hobby said today that, I mean, he said, you know, he's made the team. You know, now we need to see what he's going to be able to do weeks one and two. Mm-hmm. in terms of that consistency. So, you know.
2: Yeah. yeah, he's also played some on special teams. But, yeah, Tyson Render, uh, if it comes down to special teams, I don't see any way in hell that he makes the roster. Uh, they might just cut him and then try to bring him back on the practice squad. But that brings us to the linebackers. And uh, Rayquan McMillan traded, which means that a Landon Roberts is a lock. He will, he's essentially your mic when they're in base. Jerome Baker, Kyle Van Noy, Landon Roberts, Camu Gruzier Hill, who I believe will be—it it hasn't been made official—they will pick captains on Sunday, but I believe he will be the special teams captain. Andrew Van Ginkle. I got Trent Harris coming back. Sam Egwuvan, which means I got them keeping seven. Simon,
3: um, I've got Van Noy, Baker, Roberts, Gruzier Hill, Van Ginkel. And Egwawon, although it wouldn't surprise if Egwavan didn't make the team, uh, in part because I think Kayvon Fraser could play a sort of boxed linebacker role if mm-hmm. if needed to,
1: um,
3: if they if they wanted to go down that that route and only keep one, two, three, four, five five linebackers. But I do, you know, Eguovan, what three and a half sacks last year, so he you know he has some value. Coaches love him. Apparently, I was listening to Hobby today talk about oh, not Hobby the linebacker coach talk about how much he loved coaching him. So. You know, it would be a tough decision, but uh, it wouldn't surprise me if they, they brought another guy in there.
4: Yeah, basically, I have it the same way. I mean, with all the. Um, add Tyson Render in there because I can, I would consider him more of an outside backer. But um, but yeah, I think that look at the waiver wire. If not, you know, that's Sam Egwavon's going to make it uh, as sort of the last guy there, or he's going to get cut for somebody on waivers um i guess you know they grabbed nate holly from from the cfl for a reason so i i'm I'm a little bit he's more of a safety like a strong safety type um you know rover or what i would what i would call a rover um but uh you know that's worth keeping an eye on but uh otherwise I'd, i'd have it the same way as you guys all
2: right and that takes us to the defensive backs the last unit before,
3: you know, the special, whoa, whoa, whoa. the special teams. I mean, let's not diss the special teams units as UT well, Slags do Sanders, every Matt single Hack year.
2: Like Ferguson, you know? Yeah,
3: well, they just, you know, they they could, Jason Sanders could win us a Super Bowl.
2: Let me tell you one thing. Jason Sanders, wow. He's a in great that, kicker. Oh, in that scrimmage. Remember, this is live action, folks, okay? This is with referees. This is with a clock. This is with a rush. Hit a 57-yarder. Try Allegedly. the 61-yarder well all of these now, this is this is uh confirmed. <laughs> everybody's talking about it right so he hit a 57 yard with plenty <laughs> just of leg.
3: about you bite you did you yes so and then trouble. he
2: tried one from 61 and it got there it was wide left but plenty of leg would have been good from 67 maybe so jason sanders big season coming up but this unit i think is the deepest on the team and that's the defensive backs Since we finally saw, and yes, folks, it's confirmed. Xavier Howard did play. I'm not going crazy. My eyes still work. That was Xavier Howard that broke up two passes early in the scrimmage. So those are your two starters on the outside, allegedly. Byron Jones, Xavier Howard, Noah Igbenagane Could be playing outside. Could be playing in the slot. We'll get to that in a little bit. Bobby McCain, of course. Eric Rowe, Brandon Jones, the rookie. He's gonna make it. Nick Needham, who's had a very, very good camp. Clayton Fajetalum, I think that's how you pronounce his name. He is well done. Okay. He yes. makes it. He makes that as a special teams ace. He's a very good special teams player, very vocal out there. And if you watch him, you know, he great just has the look of a guy well, that's gonna know. make the team,
3: you know? A great pick he had in the um yes, in the scrimmage.
2: Yeah, went high as a single, as a single deep high safety. Very nice play he made. Tay Hayes, he's made plays. He's gotten his hands on, on, on the ball plenty in this camp. I think he makes it. Kayvon Frazier, he's a thumper. He's kind of one dimensional. He's a one dimensional player. Make no mistake about it. So, in that way, he doesn't really fit the motif of this coaching staff. But I think he's a good player, good tackler, which is kind of important for them. And I think De'Quit Nichols makes it. Although I believe he's, he's, he's on caught.
3: the way out. He was. He's already been cut. He got cut. <laughs> he got cut last week didn't he
4: yes I, no he got cut today. He got, like yesterday or it was yesterday it was afternoon yesterday.
2: but i think that they should bring him back on the practice squad maybe if he hasn't been picked up anywhere else i like him so i have them keeping 10 without dietrich nichols if he makes it onto the team again it'll be 11 but i had them with 10 without dietrich nichols Simon.
3: Yeah, I've got 11. I've got safeties, McCain, Rowe, Jones, Brandon, Fajedlam, and Frazier, and then Howard, Jones, Byron, Igben Needham, Jamal Perry, uh, and Tay Hayes. I think Perry makes the team. Uh, He's well-liked.
4: Yeah, I would have to agree with you on Perry um, in particular. I just... There's something about and I haven't necessarily loved him on the field, but there's something about him that the coaches seem to really like and respond to. So I wouldn't be surprised if he makes it. I think Nick Needham has probably made it again. Um, I would keep ten here. I mean, that's that's what I that's what I'm going with. And everybody everybody that everybody knows, you know, whether Byron Jones and Xavier Howard and Noah Igbinogene as the third. Um, and then uh, Nick Needham and Perry at corner, uh, and then in safety McCain and Rowe and Brandon Jones, and also Frazier, who uh, you know according to Alf made a pretty big impact when he came in and uh, started playing in camp. Um, and then Fajetalem, because he's a he's a key special teams guy. He's a just like Camo Camo Hill. Um, they're both real big special teams aces, and that's those are the those are the bones that you're going to throw at Danny Crossman. So yeah. um, so I think that those guys, those guys all make it.
2: Yeah. All right. And that pretty much concludes it. That's our 53.
4: Whoa, 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 whoa. Again, we're forgetting the special teams.
2: Okay. Are you adding a punter or a kicker or a second long snapper, Chris?
4: No, I mean, but there's three of them. There's okay. Jason yeah. Sanders,
2: Matt. Matt Hack, Blake, Blake Ferguson. Ferguson
4: and Blake Ferguson.
2: You know what? That I haven't noticed Blake Ferguson at all and I've been to every single practice that I don't even know I know he's blonde. Okay. I
3: mean, he he is might he? be. Yes. He might be the greatest college football long snapper of all time. Really? Yeah, no, jail, I haven't like, noticed genuinely. That,
2: that for you know that I haven't noticed him is a good thing, right? Cuz you only yeah, really notice a long snapper when they snap it over the punts head uh, over the punter's head, right? So, I guess he's good. <laughs> that's my that's my analysis. Maybe you know more about him, Simon.
3: No, I I mean I know that he's a two time winner of the the best long snapper award in in college. His brother's the the Buffalo Bills long snapper, and, and Ferguson is you know the reason they draft him where they draft him is because he's apparently absolutely fantastic at doing the job that he does. I think Mac Hollins is was slash is the backup long snapper. I'm not sure. I did uh, pretty yeah, sure. Did, yeah. Yeah. Make that up, no, I'm, I'm no sure he's
4: he's it, so. got he's got long snapping experiences. That's yeah. that's correct.
3: But yeah, those three guys unchallenged, and that, that's also a really good unit actually. Because I think Hawks are a really good punter as well. So, but Sanders is, I think, a, a you know, upper higher upper echelon NFL kicker.
2: Yes, I agree with that. And Matt Hack, by by the way, has had a or Hawk has had a very very good camp. Uh, and that scrimmage, wow, he kept he kept booting it. Inside the ten, and one thing that I absolutely love that has made a comeback, at least with these special teams, is that they punt the ball out of bounds. You know? Why, why are you gonna pu- yeah. It's the greatest it was one of the greatest plays in in, in the NFL and a special teams play at least. And it, it went away for a while with all this directional kicking. And then of course you watch Devin Hester return it ninety two yards on you. No, kick it out mm-hmm. of bounds. Aim for the five yard I-
3: line. Can I ask a basketball question before we go? As that guy, number 99, just lands another three-pointer. Um, why is Tyler Harrow not playing in that suit that he was drafted in? Because I thought that was part oh, of the rules. It should be. I thought he had to play God. in that suit. If he wore I, that suit, wish. he
2: playing, he would be the best player in the NBA, and we would have to pay him $40 a year. So that's why they don't let him wear that suit.
4: Who could outplay him with that drip? Nobody. Wow.
2: Yeah. <laughs> all anyway. right, people. You really cannot complain. This week we gave you our 53. And next week, guess what? We preview Dolphins Patriots playing a football game
4: in Foxborough with no fans and minim- minimal basketball talk. Even though all three of us are watching the Heat playoff. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yes, but next week we preview an NFL football game. Okay that's it for oh, by the week. way before
3: we go yes. can I just say to the guy that kept harassing me saying that Kirk Merritt was going to make the the number five receivers and I was an idiot for saying that he wasn't going to make the team and Kirk Merritt <laughs> did I know that Kirk Merritt jumped 58 inches in a vertical and ran 3.9 in the 40 and Kirk Merritt this and Kirk Merritt's <laughs> mum is going to come around and kick my ass and I'm an idiot and then set up three different accounts and then just message me going Kirk Merritt you're an asshole you're an asshole Kirk Merritt's going to make the team you know fuck all about football I know I've written you're I aware that that was
2: probably Kirk Merritt, right?
3: I mean, that uh, I mean that happened. Kirk okay? Merritt. I don't think I've heard Kirk Merritt's name once during camp. Not once. So, nope. to whoever that person is in their nine accounts, all I have to say to you is go fuck yourself.
2: <laughs> and with that, listeners, we will talk to you guys next week.
1: Thanks for listening to Three Yards Per Caddy. You can subscribe via iTunes, on Podbean or your usual podcast provider.